from the mind of the sapient simian. This is Nobody's Prodigy. Free-range ideas from beyond the box. This is the Sapient Simeon, I am the Clever Monkey, and welcome to episode 16, an episode I'm going to call Thresholds and Boundaries. Now, ideas of freedom and personal definition are championed in modern society. Taught from an early age to embrace individuality, we're seldom given a hard line of demarcation without exceptions. In a striving to include all possible caveats, we render any real sense of delineation moot. And in so doing, we deny ourselves the meaning and purpose those events once gave. By removing thresholds and boundaries from the progression of our daily lives, we also remove the anchor points by which we can steady ourselves along the way. Now, to begin, I want to sort of deal with the idea of what a threshold is. Now, originally, a threshold and the actual word itself, threshold, was literally a piece of wood that would hold in the threshes in a house. Now, the threshes or rushes that actually go on the floor go back to the Middle Ages where inside of a house you would have a dirt floor and moisture and cold and things would come up from the ground underneath and it was not necessarily very pleasant to walk on. Even if you had a nicer house with tile floors or stone floors or something along those lines, walking around on that surface was not the best, so you would actually strew plant material on the ground. Threshes or rushes were somewhat similar to grass cuttings, although they were a little thicker. It was a type of hay almost that you would throw on the ground and would then walk on that surface instead. The kind of naturalistic carpeted material And you would throw this on the ground and then walk on that, and it became the surface that became the the walking material. However, as you entered and exited the house, you needed something to kind of keep those inside and not uh, continually drag those out and not to have those gathered materials end up strewn all over the place. So you would actually have a threshold, which is a board or a piece of material that would hold those within the house, And it became sort of the line in the doorway that would hold the interior in and the exterior out. Now, it's interesting because that's become sort of the terminology by which we define any line of of demarcation, the threshold between two, two areas. And the threshold itself defined the inside and the outside. It was the line that defined the public and the private. It was the line that defined the safety of the inside and the danger of the outside. And because of that, it had a real symbolic significance. The idea of the threshold in ancient societies and even middle-aged societies and, and even modern societies is a real significant part of a house. In a lot of religious practices and things, it's something that is considered to be an important part of your house that you will anoint at different times, something that becomes significant when it comes to bringing things in or out as to which threshold you go over, how things cross a threshold, what things are allowed to cross a threshold. Even things like vampires, for example, are not allowed to cross thresholds under unless under certain circumstances. Various times throughout religious texts and things, there are anointings you would put over a threshold that would actually stop evil things from coming in to your house because it was not able to cross that threshold. So that threshold becomes very important 
And ancient people in, in general, and people in general, were interested in the idea of a border or a boundary between two areas. The boundary itself is the area of interest. That boundary, that threshold, that period where you cross from one into the other is the period of significance. It's interesting, uh, just as a sort of a universal a scientific reference, that when you look at natural environments, the boundary areas are actually the areas where most things happen, where most diversity happens, where most of the interaction happens. When you look at a forest, the middle of a forest is actually considerably less diverse, has less going on than if you look at the boundary between, say, a forest and a meadow, or between a forest and a river, or a forest and a lake or a forest in a desert, or anything along those lines. If you look at an ocean, the middle of the ocean is is comparatively barren than if you look at, say, the boundary between an ocean and a beach, or an ocean and a sandbar, or even two oceans that meet um, will actually have considerably more going on than just the middle of any particular ocean. So the the boundary areas are the areas that actually have the most significance. And that is universally recognized. It's something that that shows up time and again, not just in nature, but in culture. Transition periods are celebrated for holidays. Holidays are almost all some sort of transition period, unless they are specifically related to a birthday or something along those lines. But even a birthday is a transition period between the point when someone was not on the planet and the point when they were on the planet. If you look at things like the majority of the holidays have to do with solar occurrences, solstices and equinoxes and things along those lines, where they are the border between the time when the sun is at its highest and the time when the sun starts to get lower again, or the time when the day and the night are the exactly the same length and when they actually become more one than the other. It is a border, a transition period between two different times. Also, just even on a smaller scale, any naturally significant events are generally the, the borders between periods. If you look at dawn or dusk, sunrise, sunset, uh, even noon and midnight, they are all the borders between two significant points. And these things are, are sort of a natural outgrowth of experience. The seasons, the, 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 the rise and fall of seasons become naturally apparent. The recognition of the thresholds and the boundaries is something that comes from your daily life, from human life itself. You, you, you learn to recognize the rise and fall, the beginning and end of various points along your life. And in other people's lives, you learn to recognize a point at which you pass from one particular type of life to another. And these things have long been recognized and are still recognized. I mean, in a way, every sort of uh, important celebration is a celebration of a certain kind of threshold. A birth, a death, not that a death is a celebration, but that is a, another sort of gathering. A wedding, all of those sorts of things are based around the idea of a boundary or a threshold or a crossing between even a, a housewarming party is, is a transition between one and another. So in general, humanity has found comfort and peace and wisdom and recognition 
and definition of these periods. When you recognize these things, and when you bring attention to them, and when you you gather around them and make more of them, it is a comforting thing. It gives more structure. It gives a predictability. It, It is a recognition of a change, and by recognizing it and defining it, you you give more comfort to that passage, and you provide more of a framework around that transition so that those who are experiencing those changes have more of a comfort moving from one into the other and are given more of a framework of what to expect as things move on. Now, recently, This structure has been interrupted. The modern, which is to say in the last 10, 20 years or so, this modern structure and the breakdown of community and communal experience has has really been interrupted in the sense that we no longer seem to have these collective structures that help to define things. And it's not only on a large scale as we lose touch with each other, but it's also on the small and human scale by the 24-7 culture and the idea of on-demand consumption. When you look at the way that things are organized now with television and the internet and everything being on-demand, 24-7 availability, it takes away all sense of borders and thresholds. When you think about it in your daily life, in your house, with your air conditioning and your heating and cooling and your electric lights and your computer, under what circumstances do you recognize the setting of the sun or the rising of the sun or what day or night, what time of day or night it is? Even uh, the, the eating of meals can happen at any time and, and you can order takeout at any time. It actually reminds me of one of my very favorite times when I was younger that I realize now will never happen again. And it is it's it really is probably what inspired me to to do this particular episode, which is to say that when I was younger, and for those of you who haven't experienced it, I'll, I'll try to sort of encapsulate it as best I can. For a lot of you, you will have had some experience of this if you're my age or older. But when I was younger, we had cable television, which was pretty nice. When I was particularly younger, there weren't a lot of us that did because we lived in a sort of a, a a border area between the rural and the the urban area. But um, there came a time, right about two in the morning, three in the morning, when television itself would start to turn off, when stations would wrap up for the night and various kinds of shows and stations would simply sign off. They would play the national anthem or whatever and then would wrap up. Now, that happened less and less often. I'm, I'm not going to lie that someone eventually figured out that they could make money doing something. And what ended up happening that I, I really particularly enjoyed, but uh, that was just another another variation on that, was that they ended up going to infomercial-type paid commercials and things like that that were hours long, just long, 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 long infomercial commercials that never ended. But the idea was that no one was going to be up after two or three in the morning and watching television. So the TV show culture itself, in that sense, turned off. It said good night. it went to bed, it stopped being on, and the only things that were on were these very bizarre 
very strange and surreal to my mind at least non sort of sort of non things that were almost there was no reason for them to be on but but what it ended up doing was it gave you this impression it gave me this impression that the city your your city your state your 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 world had actually gone to bed that everything was wrapping up and everyone was asleep and you sat there thinking why am i still up and there was no computer to speak of there was nothing to do the television was off more or less so you're sitting there with nothing but a light and a lot of times radio would would drift into you know nothing of interest and there was this idea that there came a time of the day that things were were put away and and culture itself was turned off and there was this this quiet period this restful period this period of sleep this period of of unwinding of relaxing the sinews relaxing the muscles and you found yourself sitting there th- feeling like you were the only person awake on the entire planet even though of course um in other time zones it would have been earlier or later but you get this feeling like you're the only person awake anywhere and i used to enjoy going outside and and just experiencing the idea that everyone else is asleep and everyone else is is quiet and and there's nothing to do and there's no reason to be up and i'm the only person out and you really can't get that anymore because everything is on demand and every time is any time and i can just as easily have a a lively conversation or or play a, a video game with a, a group of people or any number of things at any time of the day or night because of modern society. And it makes me think, too, when I look at that modern experience, of course, the, the easy thing that I think is really damaging to people are things like the 24-hour news cycle. And it makes me wonder when I think about that sort of unwinding feeling that happened when the television went off, what would happen if instead of having unending, ceaseless news that never ends and never stops, if there came a point when someone just said, all right, well, that's it. That's all there is to say. Good night, and we will catch you up later on. And there was a point at which it would actually just wrap up and turn off, and it would be the end for the day. And there would be a period when it was not on. There would be a period when it was over. There would be a threshold of which it was on and then was not on, instead of just constantly, never-endingly being there. Or if you think of scrolling on your computer at some of the social media sites that just never end, you never stop seeing more things and there is no end in sight. It kind of gives you the impression of of what I'm trying to convey here, which is to say that there is a significance and an importance to the idea of a threshold or a boundary, and there is a comfort and a, a reassurance and a peace that comes from having a boundary, having a line of demarcation there that lets you know that this is okay, this is a point of, of definition to stop. This is a point at which you can now move on and you have reached an end, you have reached a stop. Now, I think that this feeling of unendedness and this feeling of complete blended uh, nature of, of life extends to our, ourselves and to our lives writ far larger than just our daily experience. 
I actually remember an article years and years ago that had to do with the idea of specifically referencing tribal cultures and their their use of rites of manhood and the idea of rites of passage and the official recognition of passage between childhood and official manhood or womanhood. And it was saying that since our modern society has no recognized passage between childhood and manhood or or childhood and adulthood, that modern society was really struggling with that and was really having issues with that because there was no definition between the two, but there was also no taking on of not just the responsibilities, but the privileges and the recognition of ownership of those particular titles that came with that. And because of that, you end up having what I would call old children, which is to say people that get older and older and never cross that threshold because there is no recognized threshold and there's no definition of what that would actually be. Generally speaking, if there is any kind of defined threshold, it always, in our society, tends to be one of obligation. It is the point at which you have to start paying your taxes or have to start taking on some sort of onerous thing that has to be done. And there is no positivity to that. There is no sort of payoff to that. And that becomes a real problem. There's no acquired sense of authority that comes with that, because if you're never actually given a rite of passage to move into a new form, then you don't have any particular authority or badge of office that puts you into a new category that gives you more authority than you had before, which also means that you don't have any particular respect for being in a different category than someone who is not in that category. So there's a whole structure there that is missing. And it doesn't just happen between childhood and adulthood, but also between active adulthood and passing into the elder category. Not to say elder in the sense of being old, but elder in the sense of being an elder of the community. There is no recognized retirement anymore. It seems like there is no point at which people are allowed to rest, no point at which people are allowed to finish, to end one phase of their life and pass on to another with that same sense of respect and authority that comes with having passed a certain threshold. And because of that, there's no real arc to your life. There's no real structure or storyline. Essentially, you you just continue running and you don't stop until you fall over dead, and there is no meaning, there is no chapters in that book. And a life without chapters is a real problem because it gives you nothing to look back on. It gives you nothing to hang your hat on. Like I said, it removes all the anchor points by which you can steady yourself as you move forward. It's not accomplishing or not providing the structure to accomplish because it gives you nothing to reference. Unfortunately, also, sliding boundaries let systemic failures go unrecognized. If you have set boundaries between different phases, then you're forced to recognize when people don't necessarily meet certain boundaries. Imagine if you uh, could the idea that there was no definition between third grade and fourth grade or first grade and third grade. If you didn't have grade definitions, then there would be no way of saying, oh, this person is in third grade. They should be able to do such and such 
and instead they're not able to do so. If there was no set boundary between the two, then there would be no way of recognizing if someone was falling behind in the ability to do a certain thing under a certain set of circumstances. So by removing the boundaries and the thresholds between different time periods and different sets of of communities, you allow systemic failures to go unrecognized because there is no set definition by which you can reference that something should be happening and and address why or why not that may be the case. Uh, if you actually had a period at which someone was meant to pass from childhood to adulthood and you found yourself in a situation where people at that point were unable to accomplish certain things or were unable to meet the criteria that their parents or their grandparents were able to meet at that age. Instead of removing that boundary as a way of, well, we need to adjust to this new paradigm, you would you would actually find yourself saying, well, why is it that our society and our situation is unable to stand up to the same level of necessary outcome that we could at previous times. So by removing those thresholds and boundaries, you allow for the sliding of performance, not only of the individual, but of the society itself in its requirement to actually care for and provide for an individual within that society. And it's important to realize that crossing milestones like this need not be only burdensome. And I think that's really the key. I think that as we have encouraged ourselves to remove these over the years, the idea has always been that these things are somehow burdensome and that life is easier without them, that somehow we we do better without them, that uh, if you didn't have to worry about them, then somehow that would be better. But in that opinion, we lose the sort of importance of classic milestones that are actually positive things. The things like rites of passage that go on, that that are classic rites of passage, like going to the prom or things along those lines that become sort of touchstones of our culture in general and things that we can reference with older generations and with younger generations as common experiences that we can use moving forward. But it's important to realize that originally each of these milestones and thresholds brought a new page, and each new page brought new abilities and opportunities. And that's really the key. By defining this line, you were able to withhold certain things, certain abilities and opportunities until you cross over that. And that has also been sort of the the backhanded way of talking people into removing these, is to soften those lines and to allow maneuvering of those things. And and unfortunately, it takes all of the value out of it. And it makes those few that remain only burdensome because we have allowed all of the good things to bleed over and to lose all of their significance because they no longer are tied to anything meaningful. They just simply exist as they are. And that becomes a means by which all of the necessary things lose meaning. The good things themselves lose meaning, and the events themselves lose meaning because they no longer have any positive aspects to them. And because of that, that line had to exist to bring those fruits to bear, That to actually have that payoff, you have to have that line. 
So to wrap this up, I think it's important to realize that our ability to define ourselves goes beyond an individual level. Our communities and cultures are also within our grasp. And when we set our bounds, we define our form and our shape, and we shape our futures for generations to come. And that really is the key. I think that that is the important thing, is that when we act in these ways, we define our whole community, our whole culture, and we shape the experience of of those who come after us, and we shape the experiences of those who come after them in a way that is meaningful and in a way that gives as much as it holds back, because in the end, you end up with all that you need in the end. I think that that's the important thing about it, and I think that there is value in that that has been forgotten. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and let it go for today. That's been episode 16. Hopefully that is an interesting one. Hopefully it's something to kind of make you think about possibilities for delaying some of the pleasures that are out there and the significance and importance of waiting for something until the right time. So speaking of waiting for the right time, hopefully I will see you guys again with our next episode coming up here in the next little bit. I appreciate all of your uh, support and look forward to seeing you back here again. So thanks a lot, and I will see you very soon. (laughs) All right. Bye. If you're enjoying the show and would like to help me feed myself, keep the lights on, and continue making episodes, direct PayPal donations and other inquiries can be sent to thesapientsimeon at gmail.com. That's thesapientsimeon at gmail.com. I do have a Patreon page, also under The Sapient Simeon, where you can get exclusive access to view my other work from years past paintings, designs, projects, and experiments seen nowhere else. With your help, I can maintain the show as a commercial-free broadcast we all can enjoy, but a key part in that process is reaching out to encourage me and show your appreciation. In the meantime, I would like to thank you for listening and doing what you can to help share my work with others. Until next time, stay curious.